0: BG Mania, a video game music podcast for February 19th, 2021, is presented by leveldowngames.com. You are listening to The Burning Legion from World of Warcraft The Burning Crusade, released January 16th, 2007, composed by Russell Brower and Jason Hayes. Hello and welcome to another episode of BG Mania, a video game music and discussion podcast brought to you by leveldowngames.com. I'm Brian, and if you're new around here, what we like to do on this show is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes. Each and every week, myself and a special guest will sit down and chat about a particular topic, theme, game, or composer while listening to some really excellent music, sometimes even multiple times per week. Like this week! I told you guys, there would definitely still be weeks where we put up more than one episode. So, it's going to happen more often now. Do us a quick favor if you don't mind. Head on over to Apple Podcasts or ever listening to us, and leave that 5-star rating in a review, so we continue to climb those charts in terms of search results. Today on BG Mania, we're riding the hype train straight into BlizzCon line this evening, with rumors and information swirling about the Burning Crusade classic making an appearance tonight, among other things. We've played a hefty amount of music from the Warcraft franchise thus far on the show, as some of our regular listeners may attest to, with individual focuses so far being done on World of Warcraft Classic, and and the two most recent expansions, both Battle for Azeroth and Shadowlands. Now, we'll be taking a trip back into the past and exploring some of the music found in the first expansion to release after World of Warcraft became a massive success, and that one, of course, is the Burning Crusade. I've invited Kyle from the Media Files and the Level Down Games podcast to join me and relive some memories from one of our favorite expansions to one of our favorite games of all time. But before we bring him in, let's go ahead and get the music fired up with our first block of three tracks on the episode. You're listening to The Sindori, composed by Russell Brower and Brian David Farr. You're listening to The Gates of Encourage, composed by Russell Brower and Matt Ullman. You're listening to Brewfest the Goblin Version, composed by Russell Brower.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> wow. i I can get the little bit now. i can get from the i can get from the little bit now. I'm a little bit more than I can Look at the map, 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 the map
0: And we're back in here. And I am joined once again, host of The Media Files every single Friday. It is Kyle. Welcome back, sir.
2: Good evening, Brian. Thanks for having me back on the on the best video game music podcast on the net. What uh, was the last time it was was it Shop Tunes that we talked
0: about back in November? Yeah, yeah right, right before the, uh, uh, Christmas. I think. Yeah, right, right. before that. Black Friday. Right. No, Black been, Yeah, it was Black Friday. Right. Yeah, because because we, we tied it into the old uh, holiday shopping episode that we did for the media files back then so
2: absolutely
0: yeah yeah it's been been a while since we've had you here but i had to have you come back this week because this week's episode is tied to something that is happening this weekend that i know both you and i are very excited for and that's blizzcon
2: line i oh yeah blizzcon line is the way that they're stylizing it because it is going to be this this online celebration of all things blizzard and it's free. You don't have to buy a virtual ticket to it like you've had to with previous BlizzCons, which, which is exciting. I think, yeah, which is very exciting and I think almost
0: downright surprising. I, I'm shocked that they're not charging for this.
2: Considering Activision overlords and, and how they monetize things, exactly. I'm actually a little bit shocked too, yeah.
0: Exactly. Because, I mean, even... Even though it is a stripped down version of a BlizzCon, it's still going to be something that they could probably have made a couple quick dollars off of because I know people like you and I probably
2: would have paid to watch. If so. it was a couple of bucks, <laughs> I probably would have thrown in you know, for 10 it. bucks, Absolutely. you know, 10, 15 bucks or something. Yeah. You know, like I said, not most of the most of the panels, I'm not even like super excited to watch some of them. I, I really like to turn it tune into the the art. Panels I always think are really interesting some of the soundtrack panels I think are cool but the, it's the opening ceremonies that really sell the whole thing. Yeah. And those are generally free anyway, even even when uh,
0: when BlizzCon, you know, is at the Anaheim Convention Center and it's 50 bucks for a virtual ticket. The the opening ceremony is always streamed free on Twitch, on YouTube. Like, you know, they they want people to tune in because they try to sell the virtual ticket during the opening ceremony by announcing games and telling you to tune in and and learn more. So have
2: you ever been to BlizzCon? Yeah, you have. How many? Uh, Just one. Okay, I think I've been to one or two, maybe (laughs) two.
0: The first time you were too drunk to remember. No, I was kidding. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I met a woman
0: oh, that night. Those were, bad. those were back in our early twenties years, Kyle. A night elf tearing took up the back town.
1: her back to the back Inn. <laughs>
2: I I went a long time ago. In fact, the year I went to BlizzCon was the year that StarCraft II was announced. Okay, so that must have been that must have been two thousand seven because StarCraft II came out in two thousand ten.
0: Was it really a three-year gap from the announced? I mean, that would make sense. I think so. Okay, so you went significantly before me. I was I was in BlizzCon in 2011 uh, when the Foo Fighters closed out the show.
2: Oh, you lucky duck! How was that? I
0: Amazing. I, I I still think that it's it's the best closing ceremony that they've ever
2: had. I went when Ozzy closed the show. Black Sabbath, which was, which was fucking cool. <laughs> it was it was really rad. I, you know, they closed one year, and then did the Offspring close a year? Uh, Green Day did. Mm, I wasn't there for great I want to say I, maybe I've been once or twice. I No, can't, I can't remember. It wasn't I've been Green twice. Day.
0: It was Blink One
2: Eighty Two. No, I think the Offspring closed. Anyway, whatever. The I was. Offspring I was definitely honestly, the year that Aussie closed.
0: I honestly don't remember every band. That's closed out. Yeah. I remember Tenacious D closed out one year. No way. Oh, that would have been rad, too. I think so. I'm almost positive. I don't remember. Anyway.
2: Anyway. (laughs) All I remember is I I played StarCraft II long before it released. Oh, and I played it at BlizzCon, and that was a great time.
0: I believe that, and I remember because you and I were already friends in 2007, and I remember that you guys had gone because uh, Sean had went as well. Sean went with me, yeah. yeah he was there I, that day. I remember that you guys went down there for the uh, for the weekend, so that
2: was cool. Yeah. Oh, it was so much fun. It's it's it was. It is an experience is that an definitely energy. you have
0: to do. Yeah, it's something that everybody you know that that's a fan of blizzard games should should do at least once
2: and it's so much bigger now than it used to be i mean back then it was it was that main convention hall and that was about it and now they've expanded over to to multiple different halls in that convention center and they've got the overwatch hall they've got the hearthstone room they've got so many different things happening on different stages at any given point it is a i mean an honest to goodness Party this full weekend takeover of the of that Anaheim convention area now. Yeah, yeah. There's there's they they, they operate what three different wings I think it is now at this point. I think maybe, so. And, maybe and, maybe and remember they didn't ones. have Overwatch and Hearthstone back then. Those are those are new games since exactly. That point, so exactly. And, and I mean, you know, when when they come back
0: or know, Heroes of this, the Storm after this pandemic is over they're, they're going to be, you know, taking up even more space because they're just having even, you know, more games come out. So It'll
2: be huge. It'll be yeah, huge.
0: Yeah, it's going to be crazy. And one of the things that is heavily rumored... To appear this weekend at BlizzCon, line ties to World of Warcraft Classic, and that would be the expansion for the original World of Warcraft in the Burning Crusade. Uh, That's what obviously with this episode is is centered around today. You and I are sitting back, chilling, listening to some music from the soundtrack of that particular expansion, which I think is because you and I have talked regularly about our like rankings of the Blizzard expansions. Probably even the last time you were on the show, but because I think we may have played a song. <laughs> because I think I, we, we played remember, a tavern yeah, song. Yeah, I think yeah. Like, I'm almost positive that you know we had the same conversation. But I but I know we both regularly rank the Burning Crusade high on our. It's number on our, one on on for our me. Lists. Yeah, and it's number probably number 2 for me cuz Wrath of the Lich King is number 1 for me.
2: And I think I think I would put Wrath at number 2 for me. Yeah, so we're just flip-flopped on that. But either way, those are the best two expansions. Most people that are fans of World of Warcraft would would follow either your or my ranking there. They they rank Burning Crusade very high, Wrath of the Lich King very high. And it's because they are so close to the original World of Warcraft with just some quality of life improvements and some updated a couple of updated visuals, but this new life, you know, breathed into that original game that is just so fresh and so, so wonderful. It's just Burning Crusade. I think is just a, a probably the, the golden era of World of Warcraft, if you ask me. I would tend to agree. It definitely if it wasn't
0: the golden era, it at least started it because I know they peaked during uh, Wrath of the Lich King when they had like 12 between 12 and 13 million subscribers, which still is right. the most that they've ever had at one time. I mean, they've had, you know, way more than that, but at one point that are still paying. Uh, so it definitely started that golden era. And when it came out in, in 2007, it, it is the expansion that brought me back into the game. Because I know I've talked, you know, I jumped into the initial World of Warcraft when it came out in 2004, but I didn't play it like consistently throughout Vanilla. I was, you know, jumping in here and there, you know, throwing money just for a month at a time, jumping in. But I never really got far back then. I was on my human paladin. I was just kind of like dicking around, doing whatever. but But I really wasn't investing into the game. It was when the Burning Crusade came out that I really invested into the lore of Warcraft and invested into the actual game itself. Um, I, I was playing with a friend at the time, and you know that that's really what just it's what got me really hooked at
2: that point. I played with a lot of friends back in Burning Crusade, and there was a lot of different communities that that got involved in burning crusade it was it was the time when pvp really took off for the game and that was always what drew me most to the game burning crusade has a lot of really great dungeons and a lot of really great raids uh, obviously with is it is it black temple or black citadel being kind of that that final boss raid yeah the, of, the black
0: like, temple mm-hmm.
2: yeah and and i mean it's just one of the classic raids that everybody considers you know when they think about the great raids of world of warcraft but it was also this new era of of PvP and it introduced arenas into PvP and arenas, I mean, are still for most people the main form of PvP to this day in Shadowlands. Did it also
0: introduce um like like the world zone PvP mechanics? Because I remember in uh Hellfire Peninsula, like the three tower Thing that was going on, yeah. Because back then I was on a PvP realm. I am not a PvP'er, and I make that known. I, I am not good at PvP, uh, so so I tend to now play on PVE realms when I do play. But back then I was on a PvP realm. I was on uh, Anderhall and it was it was it was a battle. I mean, it was it was kind of like right down the middle. Where, Hellfire you know, Peninsula had
2: some had some PvP targets that that the factions could take over. And then I, I want to say that one of the original zones, maybe Silithus, turned into a world PvP zone as well. It may have. Again, I didn't put a ton of time into into classic Warcraft until,
0: you know, I was leveling up after the Burning Crusade came out. Because I started a different character, uh, and, and, you know, it was another paladin, but I restarted him. Sure. Of thing, just to get re-familiar and, with
2: the game. And Winter Spring ended up getting a... a World PvP kind of thing into it. It did, as well. but that was Wrath. Yes, that was Wrath. Yeah, that, yeah. Came. It wasn't until later, but that's kind of that was kind of the introduction of it. There, it also introduced flying mounts, which has been so pivotal into how the world of World of Warcraft has evolved in being able to traverse the environment 3D and get around however you want. It was the kind of introduction to mount collection, which is something that a lot of people do. It's something that I've done a lot in World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. Farming farming for different mounts and and collecting, you know, getting achievements to get different mounts. This was the start of that as well. And so really those have been the two things that I've done the most of in the game, weirdly enough, are PvP and mount collecting. I've I've found a lot of joy in both of those, especially back then, not so much in, in the recent expansions but those are the things that I really loved and it all started right there in Burning Crusade yeah one of the uh, one of the tracks that we're actually
0: playing on the episode today comes from the uh, the Magisters Terrace area uh, dungeon as it was and that was kind of like in the area of the uh, the Tempest keep which I used to spend so much time in trying to get the stupid uh, what was it called the the shade of uh, the, that purple Phoenix or whatever. I still haven't gotten it. Oh. The pink, I have that. Do you have that? The pink uh-huh. like the pink. I mean I got phoenix. I got it
2: many expansions later. Shade of oh, Aranicus? Yeah.
0: Shade shade of shade of something like that, yeah.
2: No, Aranicus is the dungeon. I, I, at any rate, corrupted corrupted it's something.
0: something. It's something like that. I don't know.
2: But, but it, it. yes, it's a purple phoenix. Yeah. I have it on my on my account it's now. Gorgeous. You know, mounts and are account wide.
0: I uh, I spent so many weeks, months felt farming that thing and just and never got it to drop. Uh I, I still don't have it. And, I mean, I haven't played in,
2: consistently in a long time. <laughs> I think it's I think it's linked to an achievement now, so it's much easier to get now
0: instead that is of probably farming the it. That is probably the case, because they, they did make the game, which, you know, is a thing that is highly contested in the Warcraft community. The game has gotten easier as sure. the expansions have gone on. Less grindy. Less grindy, for sure. More newcomer-friendly, which isn't necessarily a bad thing especially no, it's, it's especially as a, the game approaches 20 years old.
2: Yeah, it's a different style. It's a different game now. That's all.
0: Which is absolutely mind-shattering to think, Kyle, that literally in 3 years World of Warcraft will be 20 Stop. years old. Stop.
2: Stop. 20 years old this game. I was a, be. wow, is that true? It came out in two thousand four. Holy crap, Brian! It came out my senior year of high school.
0: Yeah, we were seniors. Have in I high been school out of high school for almost twenty years? It's been almost twenty years since we've been out of high school. Yeah.
2: Holy crap!
0: Yeah, we're old men, Kyle. We're we're gonna be thirty eight by the time, uh, <laughs> what a Warcraft uh, turns twenty. <laughs> Bloody hell! Dude. We won't be quite forty yet, but we'll be knocking on death's door. I'm sure.
2: And I'm still playing it.
0: Yeah, we're still playing 20 years later or 17 oh. years later, technically, as of the uh, the time of recording. But I think that, we thought you know, we'd be
2: in Jetsons cars by now.
0: Yeah, it didn't happen.
2: Thought I'd be telling my robot maid what to do. Yeah, and I here wish, I am playing World of Warcraft in my underwear, just like I was back then. Just like we were in high school. <laughs> just like in high school, calling out sick. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, before we uh, keep going here, let's kick to another block of three tracks on today's episode. And then you and I will be right back right after that. You're listening to Hills Brad Foothills, the Caverns of Time version composed by Russell Brower and Derek Duke. You're listening to The Karazhan Opera House, composed by Russell Brower. You're listening to Magister's Terrace, composed by Russell Brower.
2: You know, another big addition that came through uh, Burning Crusade was the addition of battle groups, where they for battlegrounds and arenas. Yes, they would they grouped a bunch of servers together so that you were fighting a much wider pool of people than you were in just your own server, and it made it much easier to find find battlegrounds and arenas and, and get into those queues, which was a huge improvement on the
0: original Well, they had formula.
1: to,
2: because, you know,
0: certain realms were so unbalanced. I mean, look at the realm you guys were on. Tichondrius. Yes. Skews heavily toward Horde. There's oh, like 10 Alliance gorgeous. players running around.
2: And I was Alliance on Tyke, by the way.
1: <laughs> That's where my
2: Alliance character was. And, and through Burning Crusade, I played an Alliance character. And, and we actually played on Twinks, which is where you get to a, the highest level in a in a. battle Didn't you group. You guys stop at 49. 49 was our Twink level, yeah. And you got the best gear that you possibly could for level 49. And then all you did was PvP because PvP by itself would not give you experience. So you would never level out of that group. Right and so you were only fighting people from the ranges of 40 to 49 in just totally banana's gear but it was a really active community and a really active scene that was a lot of fun to be a part of and i played a Draenei mage that at one point there weren't a lot of mages that were good mm-hmm. and it was it was me and two other mages there was a mage named flolala and there was a <laughs> mage named death florist and then there was me and at one point, they ranked the best of every class in our battle group on the on the message boards, mm-hmm. and I got picked as the best mage. And I was like, "I'm a freaking celebrity! I thought I was incredible." That's awesome. And then I, and then I moved to Japan and and had to quit <laughs> playing, uh, but I stayed as the best mage for six months without playing my character.
0: <laughs> so, how often were you playing back then?
2: Daily. Every okay. single day, we were running Battlegrounds and Arenas. How many hours were you putting into it each day? A couple. Because I feel... I mean, well, you know, gearing out a level 49 character is is not terribly difficult. It's... Yeah. You know, you run through Maradon is, is a big place for level 49 gear. Zulfurak, you can get some really good 49 gear out of. And then Temple, Sunken Temple, was a bastard, but you could get some really good gear out of Sunken Temple as well. And once you got your gear... All you had to do was join queues and play. And then some enchantments, you had to farm some gold to get some high-level enchantments on it. But it, that was it. And you would just steamroll through these battlegrounds. Oh, it was so much fun. I think that back in
0: 2007, I was playing roughly every day as well. I would get home from work. I would eat dinner. I would go into the bedroom. I, and I was living... I don't think you ever came to my apartment, but I was living over in, like, the, in Vegas, the, the rainbow and, uh, what was the closest cross? It was, like, Silver Stream and Rainbow, right, right, right where the 95 curve is over there in Summerland. Oh,
2: geez, that might as well have been, uh, California for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was so far west from where I was.
0: Sure, but I was in that area, uh, at, at the time. So I would get home from work and I would go and I had like a, a one bedroom apartment there. I still had Gizmo, the same dog I have now. That's what I've taught. Like Gizmo has Son seen so much. Girl. Yeah. Gizmo, Gizmo was in that apartment with me, but I would get home and uh, I, I would just start playing after eating dinner. And this was right. Yeah. Because I remember this was at a point where I had the Wii had just come out in November because it came out in November of 2006 and Burning Crusade came out in January So I think I really got invested like beginning of February. It was quickly after the expansion came out because I saw some stuff on it and I was like, man, I like Illidan. So that really pulled me back into uh, into the game. And I I just I I skipped so many games on the Wii on the 360 during like 2007 and 2008 because I was putting, you know, I, I would get home from work. I would eat and I would play. And I would play till probably like 11 or 12. And then I would go to bed.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong. And that was right that before was it. Burning like... Crusade came out or <laughs> or right after it came out. Wasn't there a GM that would get on an Illidan avatar and go to like cities and, and areas and just like mow people over for like five minutes and leave? I think that was part of like the pre-launch thing for the oh, expansion, was wasn't it? Oh, that was so rad. I can't remember if I made that up or not, but I'm glad I didn't because that's no, so cool. No, I, I, I remember. I remember that. I he would like, that. he would like show up over Ironforge and like fly around for a minute, and then he'd just like I beam like 90 dudes real quick and then bounce.
0: It was, oh, cool. it was awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, Illidan, like I said, I, I just I fell in love with his persona because I, I was never, like I said, a huge fan of Warcraft until in Crusade, and, and that's when I started really investing into the backstory, into the lore. You know, going back and replaying through Warcraft three and the Frozen Throne, and and just really falling in love with everything that I was experiencing. And, and then it became one of my favorite IPs, and it still is. Even though I don't play the game consistently to this day, I still have active, uh, like an active subscription. I still pay Blizzard thirty bucks a month because I pay for you know we pay for Jessica and my account each month. Right. We're not playing, but we're still paying Blizzard thirty bucks a month.
2: And, mine's and, still
0: active, and I and I respect them so much to keep doing that. So, um, you, you know, I always will have my active sub to Warcraft because it is one of my absolute favorite games of all time. Um, so, so we talked about some of like the the open world PvP that was taking place in Hellfire Peninsula. If you had to pick, like. Your favorite zone from the Burning Crusade? Which one would you go with?
2: It would be Hellfire Peninsula, just because of the world PvP. Again, that just d- drove my my very soul. At that point, we would play a game called Hellfire SWAT, where we Ooh, would all okay. get on our flying mounts and we would just patrol Hellfire. And anytime time, like were a, you like Horde at
0: this point or no?
2: No, we were Alliance. Okay and we would just patrol and we would just go flying around in our on our flying mounts until so we found So when did you
0: guys switch to horde?
2: We were horde cla- in classic and then it seems like every other expansion we we switched You just flip-flop. <laughs> yeah. But we would just go around and we'd see somebody leveling just have minding their own business and we'd have to, you know, we'd pull them over, make sure that they had all their papers and if they didn't, well, they they met their maker. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like just like the real police I'm just kidding <laughs> I remember when I
0: got to Hellfire initially um, in, in honor hold there's that tower there right on like the, the border of, of that city or town or whatever and there was a horde guy hovering on his mount up there and he landed on the tower and was just one shotting everybody down there at the quest giver Oh I was yeah. pissing me off dude it was pissing me because I, th- again, this was like, you know, my first experience going into, the whole point. into Hellfire Peninsula. I had just hit uh, oh, 58 beautiful. or whatever it was. I was so mad. <laughs> it's beautiful <laughs> stuff, man.
2: It's amazing. I was so mad. I hate PvP realms with a passion. You know, Negrand <laughs> is, is another great zone, though. Okay, the- so Negrand is my favorite. Yeah, just the the entire layout and the aesthetic of that zone is how could you not the love it? the whatever that giant
0: spiritual shaman mountain is called I don't remember the name of it at this point but that that area there is just so beautiful. The music, we're playing a track from Negrand on the episode today, the nighttime version of the the zone music. Such a beautiful track, man. And the whole imagery oh, of that zone with the, the floating, like broken aisles of the above little you. rocks that float. Yeah, yep. with the waterfalls coming down. Oh my God. It is just, it is a gorgeous zone. Um, and, and then my other favorite besides Negrand would probably be Netherstorm. And that's just because I like the aesthetic there. And I love the ethereal look too. I'm, I'm still waiting for them, like that race to become playable. I want to play an ethereal.
2: I remember you mentioning that, that you want the ethereals to finally I become. Still, I still a think they race, should yeah. be.
0: I still think they should be. Because what Oribos
2: reminds me so
0: much of an ethereal city. We talked about it when, when we had our discussion on Shadowlands on the Love It Games podcast. Oribos reminds me so much of an ethereal city. So right. I, I really wish that they would make that race playable. All right, man. Well, I think this is a good spot to put our next block of three tracks that we're going to be listening to today from the Burning Crusade. And then, of course, we'll discuss these more and keep talking about uh, line and everything else right after this. You're listening to Negrond at Night, composed by Russell Brower.
2: Hello, everybody. It's Kyle from The Media Files. And if you don't know what The Media Files is, what are you even doing? The Media Files is a pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Every episode, a special guest and I will be talking about something happening in pop culture, whether it's movies, television, music, books, sports, video games, you name it, we'll talk about it. Subscribe to The Media Files on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you there.
0: you are listening to Lament of the Highborn composed by Russell Brower and Derek Duke. You're listening to Shatrath, composed by Russell Brower.
2: Did you did you raid at all in the Burning Crusade? Mm, I did the raids much later on higher level characters just for mount farming. But okay. no, as a as a level 70 character,
0: I did not raid. OK, so I, I got my start with kind of my obsession with Warcraft and my obsession with Warcraft was raiding. That's kind of what I got addicted to. I, like kind of how like you got addicted to PvP. Uh, raiding was always my thing. And I sure. was competing in top level guilds for several years. And I got my start in the Burning Crusade Uh, I after... Man, it was because I started when Burning Crusade initially came out. Uh, I was playing with a friend, and then the girl that I was dating at the time, we went through a pretty stupid bad breakup. And I stopped playing Warcraft for about four or five months. Um but then I moved in with my grandma because I left that apartment that I was in and I restarted playing the game after getting my life back on track. After grandma got you back into it, she was hooked on it after I freaking went into, you know, some, some dark corners that I typically always tend to find myself going back into for some reason. But, uh, yeah, she, she pulled me back in and, uh, I I moved in with her, and I started playing Warcraft again after, you know, I started working and was able to pay for the subscription again. Um, I I linked back up with a buddy of mine that I was playing with initially that I hadn't talked to in, like, a year. So, I switched servers, which back then was kind of challenging to do. (laughs) Yeah, they made it much
2: more of a process.
0: Yeah. Now it's the click of a button. But back then it was a little challenging to do. But I ended up moving to Zul'jin, which was still the PvP server, I think. Uh, And they were part of a guild called Acorn Retribution. And I, I became part of this guild and I was on my paladin and they needed a healer. So I became a holy paladin. And I joined, like, their new raid team, so we kind of started fresh. So even though, like, most of the groups were, I think, at that point running Serpent Shrine Cavern, I started with my group and we started with Karazhan, which to this day is still one of my favorite raids of all time.
2: Karazhan's an awesome raid.
0: Yep. I absolutely love Karazhan. And it, 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 you know, when they updated it for whatever expansion it was, whether that was Legion or Battle for Azeroth or whatever, I don't remember what expansion it was. Now that they that they upgraded that raid when they split it into two different like mini raids or big dungeons or whatever, I loved that, dude. I loved going back there and re-experiencing things and then it's seeing some so of the things rad. that they changed. It's so cool. The music we're playing a, a track from Karazhan today too. Like the music in Karazhan is just so freaking cool. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but. Our team, like we made it through Karazhan, we got into Gruul's lair, we got through Mag, uh, Magtheridon's lair, because Gruul's and Magtheridon's, I think, were like what they were like one boss apiece or something. Sure. And then, and then we got to Serpent Shrine Cavern, and, and that's really the first raid that tested my skills as a player because SSC was challenging back in the day. Um, you know, this was before we even you know got to get close to the Black Temple and. I never made it to Sunwell Plateau when it was current. We know, I mean, that just, that was so hard to get to back then. Because now it's sort of easy, especially with LFR, and especially because normal, like, difficulty raids tend to be skewed a bit on the easier side. And that's okay, because they have heroic raids that are more like what raids used to be, and then they have mythic raids, which are, you know, the hardest of the hard. So... I'm OK with there being so many difficulties for raids because it allows everybody to experience the content, which as a developer is is sort of what you want, because you you have to think like back in the day, they put so many resources into this content that
2: like one percent of the players were seeing. And that sucks. No, you're absolutely right. Um, which I, I think is going to be a much more just like when Classic came out a year and a half ago if Burning Crusade Classic or Burning... I don't know how, how they're going to call it. It's going to have to be called, called the Burning
0: these, Crusade Classic, I would think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. If TBC Classic is is next and that comes out later this year, I think a lot more people are going to be able to experience that really neat that all, all of that, that content that was put in that so many people didn't get to see the first time, they're going to get to see it now. And I think it's going to be, you know, many years later, but a long due payoff for some of that.
0: So with BlizzCon line being this weekend, what do you expect them to announce in in terms of the Burning Crusade Classic? Because you're still playing Classic Warcraft, right?
2: Ah, uh, well, uh, I haven't in a while.
0: Okay, I thought you still were, but that's okay.
2: Yeah, I haven't in a while. I think Sean uh, still is. I actually saw Sean playing it. Like he's literally playing right now. He might. Yeah,
0: he might be playing right now. You're right. he Yeah, is. <laughs> in Discord it says Sean a Sean-sy playing
2: World of Warcraft Classic. Yeah, yeah he is in there. It's probably, like, his 20th character, max level, like, 31 or something. (laughs) I think we'll, you know, we'll probably get... They'd be really silly not to announce a Burning Crusade. I think we'll get it. I do think it's going to be in August. And I think it's going to be just as true to the original as they possibly can make it. Because, like I said, people just expect that to be the best, the golden age of World of Warcraft. I think people aren't going to want a single change to it. And I think that's what we're going to get. Do you think because there's
0: still the debate and it's still something that we've talked about and, and I think you're going to try to do because I'm going to be live doing the opening ceremony reaction. And I think you're going to try to make that with me. So you
1: can. Oh, I'm going to well. I'm really going yeah, to try to that because i want be to try
0: um, to. One of the big debates still is if they will roll the servers or if they have dedicated servers for the Burning Crusade. What do you think they're going to do?
2: No, I think they push this forward. I think they they push forward classic into Burning Crusade just like the original. I hope that's the case because I think that makes the most sense. But I
0: could see the pushback of, of some of the players that do still. Oh, I definitely play, could too. I know, think what they'll do is realms. Maybe they do have an option to you know for you to you know copy your character over or something and, and start fresh on a Burning Crusade exclusive realm or something. Like I
2: would that. not. I would not be surprised if all of the current realms. ...pushed forward into Burning Crusade and you had the option to copy your character onto a purely classic realm. I think that that would be the more likely scenario.
0: Okay, so they keep the realms that they are now, they roll those to the Burning Crusade. Correct. But if you want to stay, yeah, you could copy. Okay, I guess that would make sense, yeah. Yeah. I do hope that we see you know, the the inevitable announcement because really you, th- you think about BlizzConline, Online, what else do they have? We we know, you know, Diablo four and Overwatch Two aren't coming anytime soon. We we might get like teases or brief updates, but they're not gonna go in depth. So what else do they have? They've got to go in depth on the Burning Crusade.
2: They'll go in depth on Burning Crusade. We'll probably get an update on like the next raid for Shadowlands, uh, yeah. the roadmap for Shadowlands. I think we're going to see some of that. Diablo you know, Immortals going to be there. I'd really think that there's going to be a big spotlight on Diablo Immortals. They and that just, could be great, dude. Like they they've just. I, I'm going to tune this... in. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'll watch the Diablo Immortals thing. You know what? I'll probably even freaking play it. But I'm going to play it too. I mean, there's yeah.
0: nothing. There's no reason why you shouldn't. I mean,
2: we have phones,
0: right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh,
2: they just announced or released this brand new Hearthstone mode. It's like a legacy mode where you can play original decks, original card sets from Hearthstone. Okay, I I think we'll probably see something in that for the Hearthstone panel. Um,
0: you well, know. looking at the looking at the schedule, obviously the opening ceremony is from five p.m. to six ten p.m. Eastern. So they're you know they set aside about an hour and ten it's minutes. It's usually worth. about an hour. Yeah, roughly around then. And then the World of Warcraft What's Next panel is immediately after, starting at 610 and going to 640. So I assume they might end... With Warcraft and just, you know, spill right over into the... Sure. The coming, right into you know, it. what's next, like, you know, they'll, they might maybe end with the Burning Crusade announcement, and then that what's next panel might just be diving into the changes that they're planning for
2: Warcraft Classic. I'm, I'm not sold that we're not going to see more Overwatch 2, or that we're not getting Overwatch 2 this year. I'm not sold on that. So you still think that's a possibility? I do.
0: Okay. I, I, I would not be opposed to to that still coming out this year because I think Blizzard still needs something this year. So
2: Well, and also the Diablo 2, is it Diablo 2 Resurrected is the rumored name?
0: Yes, what that whatever um, uh, It's a the remake Crash by Vicarious, Vicarious Visions. Visions. Yeah, the, yeah, the Tony Hawk team supposedly. And I think that might still be too early to see. So we, we likely won't see that. But it would be cool to get confirmation that they're working on that.
2: We'll see in just a couple days.
0: Yeah. They do have a War of Warcraft deep dive panel. Uh, right after that What's Next panel from 6.40 to Strange. 7.10. So so they have a Warcraft What's Next panel for a half hour and then a deep dive panel for another half hour. So okay. I think after that, uh, after that reaction to the opening ceremony, I might just stay live because I'm likely going to watch the two Warcraft panels. Sure. And then I'm probably going to go back and watch the Diablo panel because they have a Diablo What's Next panel from 6.10 to 6.50. Okay. At the same time as the Warcraft panel which is kind of weird since it's an online thing. So Uh, I I probably will watch the Warcraft ones first and then the Diablo. So hell, I might stay alive and just watch all three of those uh, on on stream back to back to back. (laughs) Yeah. Why not? (laughs) So I I am hopeful that we'll see something related to the burning crusade and, and, and I'm kind of in agreement with you. I I hope it is as true to the, the classic burning crusade formula as it It possibly can be. be. Yeah. I, I hope that it is. Um I, I, I see that there's part of me that's like I, I wish they would like do certain updates that you know not not like as extensive as it is now on retail Warcraft, but but certain things like certain settings and that kind of stuff would be nice to be able to change in in classic Warcraft sure. Like, I, I wish they would have had allowed a little leniency for that. Again, I get why they didn't, but I, I, I wish that, you know, they, they would have played with that a little bit, but Hopefully we see something this weekend. I love the Burning Crusade. I love Warcraft in general, obviously. We do episodes and we we play music from from Warcraft all the time on this podcast. (laughs) Well,
2: it's good music, man. They know how to make a song.
0: It's definitely good music. We are playing some excellent tracks today. And and I'm glad you were able to sit down and and just kind of chat freely about the Burning Crusade with me. Because sometimes it's fun just to come in and see where the conversation goes.
2: Oh, you bet, man.
0: I'm happy to be here. Anytime you want to talk Warcraft. So, Kyle, I know that you have an ad that runs every single week on PG Mania, <laughs> but for those that maybe don't know, where else can people find you?
2: You can find me on Twitter or Instagram at BrewStoff, that's at B-R-U-C-E-T-O-P-H, or at the Level Down Games Discord with the link in the show description. Uh, also, as you know, I host The Media Files, comes out every Friday, a all-purpose pop culture review to help you get through those boring water cooler conversations. Listen to the media files. Media files has been a, uh, kind of a surprise success in many ways. And there's been some really great feedback. There's been a lot of, a lot of, uh, positivity around the media files and I've been having a ton of fun with it. And we've got a lot of new guests that have been on recently and a lot of new guests coming up soon. So, so be a part of that. That's exciting. I, I, I like editing it every
0: week because I get to listen to it then and Kinda, you know, make the show all come together. It's fun
2: for me.
1: (laughs) I leave you little notes that get edited out. That's why. (laughs) It's
0: like, hey, baby, how you doing? Hey, hey Brian, this one's for you. Doing good, sexy. How you? into the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. What was the pleasure having you here? And I'm sure, as usual, we'll have you back on here relatively soon.
2: Nah, the pleasure's all mine.
0: You're listening to Kildonis, composed by Russell Brower. You're listening to Shirala Ron, composed by Russell Brower. are listening to The Bombing Run in Sunwell Plateau, composed by Russell Brower. That is unfortunately going to bring us to the close of the show for this week. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible, of course, by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com forward slash Games. Make sure you click that subscribe button. And then after you do that, hop on over to Twitch.tv forward slash Games and click that follow button as well. If you're actually listening to this podcast episode the day that it posts on the 19th of February, tune in tonight at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Myself, maybe even Kyle, who joined me on the episode today, will be live, as we said during the episode tonight, reacting to the opening ceremony, among other things, from line. And if you missed it, you can always catch the replay, so make sure you go check that out. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check that description box for the appropriate links. And of course, in that description box, you will be able to find a link to our Discord server. Click it, join it, and interact with us. Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Kill Jaden's Fight in Sunwell Plateau. Again, everything you heard today on the episode is from World of Warcraft, The Burning Crusade, which again released on January 16th, 2007, composed by Russell Brower. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.